0: Hello, welcome to the I Want to Meet Nikola Tesla podcast, episode 20. Today, I have a very special guest connecting from the United States. Emily, how are you doing today?
1: Very good.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, today, I want to talk about something that I'm really passionate about, and that is the carnivore diet. It's made a huge difference to my life, and I, I can't get enough of hearing. Um, With all these success stories um, that I've been discussing with different people, all different people coming from different backgrounds, different health issues, and coming to the conclusion of uh, better health, better quality of life, Uh, it's awesome to hear. Uh, Would you like to share your story with me, Emily?
1: Yeah, um, I, I think it is crazy how it's across so many different areas of, you know, health and for me it was even uh even in my own experience it was across all different aspects because it, it uh, i started out just for my mental health and i had no idea that i had physical health problems yeah. um, so i started out um, i had a bipolar disorder and it had turned into rapid cycling the end of 2018 um, and so I don't know if you're familiar with.
0: No, mm-hmm. no, no. Yeah, maybe if you can um, share a little bit of, uh, yeah, what that's like. I'm very interested.
1: Yeah, so um, I was diagnosed probably about eight years ago, um, maybe before that. But I've been suffering my whole life um, with bipolar disorder. And, um you know, normally you have just like a, a typical person would have moods like, Elevated mood and then a a sadder mood, you know, just depending on situations or whatever But a bipolar person goes to the extreme and has these high High moods where they feel like they're invincible and they get mania where they will stay up for days um, Just like on nothing just on just this this thought and they'll just become obsessed with um like, I don't know, say they were selling Girl Scout cookies, okay. and they became completely obsessed with making this perfect plan to sell Girl Scout cookies. Like, it's like they get lost in, yeah. in something.
0: Like an um, obsession almost.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then, so that's mania. And then they come back down, you know, to like real life, and they don't usually ever stay at just real life, they go down into the depths of depression, and it is deep. And it is uh, just the whole, the whole your walls are just crashing down on you. You have no hope. You feel so alone. You feel like everything that you've ever done that was up in the mania was just a, a, a facade and illusion. Um, you crash hard. So you're constantly going through these ups and these downs. And so I've, I've gotten, I had gotten kind of used to that. Um, and then I was on medication. I was on 900 milligrams of lithium uh, a day, 80 milligrams of Prozac was the most I was on for Prozac. Um, and then I was on 60 milligrams of Adderall just to get out of bed every day. Um, and at my most, I was on 80 milligrams of Adderall, but at that point I was on 60. And, uh, so I was like highly, highly medicated and not function, you know, like I, I was, it was keeping me out of the psych ward, but it wasn't getting me to the point where I could function like a normal person. Um, I was just this zombie, highly, highly medicated zombie. And then it turned into rapid cycling. Um, so my cycles before were like, they would be a month at a time or a week at a time. But this turned into rapid cycling in that I would wake up in the morning and not know where I was gonna be. Like I wouldn't know if I was gonna be way, way, way up here or way, way, way down here. Um, and it made it almost near impossible to work. So for six months, I couldn't work. Wow. Um, and my brother sent me the uh, audiobook from Amber O'Hearn and it talked about how she resolved her bipolar disorder with eating just meat, uh, animal meat and animal fat. And uh, I, I really, I still, to this day, can't really explain to you why. I heard it, but mm-hmm. I heard it. I heard it and I implemented it immediately. I went straight from the standard American diet to carnivore overnight and, um, I think it was because I was so miserable and hopeless that I was willing to do anything. Yeah. Um, and if, it if it worked for this woman, it, it could work for me, you know? Yeah. Um, and so on February 24th of 2019, I, um, went completely, uh, to animal 50% animal meat and 50% animal fat. Um, and, uh, my plan was to just do it for 30 days and then to, reintroduce foods uh one new food a week um so i used it kind of like an elimination diet
0: yeah.
1: um, and but every food that i introduced i had a reaction to so yeah. i stuck with animal meat and animal fat um and then my as my moods started you know resolving and everything which was great um uh by or the carnivore you know getting all that inflammation out of my body uh kind of like pulled back the curtain and revealed another really big source of my problem and that was that i have multiple sclerosis wow and i was hospitalized and i couldn't uh walk without an assistive device um the, at first i couldn't swallow um and they found a lesion on my left temporal lobe through mri they did the lumbar puncture, um, all the blood work, everything, and I, I had textbook MS, um, and I had delayed and slurred speech and significant brain fog. Um, so I was just like, "What?" You know, like I have been fighting mental illness. I've been dealing with mental illness. I'm finally getting a, a grip on that, and then I get MS. Like life is just mean. They're just so mean, you know, but as I, yeah, I'm kind of a nerd. And so as I researched it, um, you know, what do I do for MS? It was like anti-inflammatory foods. And I was like, Oh, cool. I'm already doing that, you know? So I just kept doing that and I kept on with my 50% animal fat. Um, that was key because the myelin was deteriorated on my nerves. And so I had to repair that myelin and fat is what my body needed. And, um, I had my last, um, bipolar disorder, um, episode in April of 2019. And I had my last MS symptom may 2019. And wow. I feel better now than I have in probably
0: 15. 15- wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that story. That's, yeah, that's amazing. And so like, just, uh, I'm just trying to get, understand like the timeline a little bit better. So like you were saying, you found out that you like, you got diagnosed with MS, like shortly after you started the carnivore diet in February, but was it something that you felt- in March. Yeah, okay, but was it something you sort of felt like you'd been dealing with for a while? It was just like undiscovered, right?
1: Yeah, it was undiscovered, Um, and I I didn't realize until I got the actual diagnosis and I started researching the symptoms that I've been suffering from MS for years, Um, and I had no clue. Um, I just thought I was just, you know, um, getting old, Um, because I'm I'm 41, and so I just thought that, like, I was getting old and, you know, uh, achy joints and everything. Um, and then I would have uh, heat intolerance where like, I would be in a staff meeting and everybody else in the meeting was fine. And I would have to have like a fan right in my face. And if I didn't, I felt like I was dying. Like I felt yeah. like I was so hot. And you know, the doctors were like, Oh, well you're just getting old, you know? And I was just yeah. like, Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. And so that, that was resolved as well with yep. and i lost 100 pounds
0: yeah wow that's uh that's that's incredible um yeah th- thank you so much for sharing that story it's uh amazing and um it really i i can relate to like uh your story whereas um i i came to the diet with like physical sort of problems with my ibs and then i found out that uh i after going on to the carnivore diet uh a lot of uh mental clarity i found so um it, it, it's amazing the other improvements we noticed and it's interesting i think i also started the diet around the same time you did so it's been nice really around, yeah yeah around february i can't remember the exact date but i remember it was around um february last year um and yeah it, it, it's 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 really it's really had a huge impact of my life i i say the I, I keep calling it. Um, it's given me my health sovereignty, so I feel like I'm in control of my health, um, not dependent on any uh, medications. Um, yeah, I've, I was. I've spent like the years being on like uh, these biological medications. Um, the last of which was like a needle. I would have to inject myself with every every two weeks. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's like you know, it's not something nice. Um, and at the start of it, I, like I, my, my, um, the first I got diagnosed with Crohn's was um around like 2011, and that's when I first started. I, I can relate to that feeling of um being like a zombie um and yeah. not being able to work. Um, for me, it was yeah, I was on a lot of the steroid medications like prednisone. Um, yeah, and it just really knock, knocks you out, makes it difficult to sleep. I remember I used to have like insomnia at some points. Um. And it's all like there's a whole lot of trauma there and it's like sometimes like it's hard for me to like dig it all out and I'm, I'm finding that like talking to people connecting with their stories it's helping me dig in and like figure out oh yeah that happened to me yeah that happened to me there yeah like... well in it
1: uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny because like there's all these really weird uh carnivore things that happen and um you think oh it's just me but we've been doing these social uh, meetings with carnivores and it's so cool because I'll like mention something like my teeth. I was like, dude, my teeth are so clean. Mm -hmm. Like I don't understand. And then other carnivores in the meeting are like me too, you know, and then we realized that it's a carnivore thing. It's not, you know, isolated. Um, And I like, I noticed that my breath was terrible like at the beginning, like just nasty, nasty breath. And then now it's just like, perfect, you know? I mean, I could just like not brush my teeth and just wake up and I still have like great breath. Um, So it's it's just the weirdest things with carnivore that you're just like, oh, okay.
0: It's interesting, it's it makes another thing, yeah, it makes me think about uh one time I asked a dentist about like what's the what what should I like what's like kind of like the thing that like I should avoid um to like sort of protect my teeth and he was telling me the the mints the the mints that you sort of keep in that you sort of just keep in your mouth is like that they're, they're the worst um because like they they leave like a sugary layer or something on the on the um On the teeth and yeah they're terrible um and yeah i I can also relate to you my i i don't know i think it's just it comes down to the sugar doesn't it like when you're just eating less sugar like that's going to be it's going to be better for your teeth and yeah this is all something like uh it sounds so simple, doesn't it? Just like eat, uh, just eat meat and drink water, basically. Um, I have the feeling, and I uh, can relate to a lot of people. It's just like, wow, where has this been for the past like ten years or so? For, for a lot longer for a lot of people, because it's like, um, yeah, we've all been dealing with these. Uh, uh, symptoms and dealing with basically like trying to live our life we kind of like you were saying when you were the doctors were telling you you're just getting old there's this idea that it's sort of like normal as you get older to to live in pain um yeah and yeah it it's not and it's awesome that there's like uh there's there's a there's a different uh path we can take um And And that
1: it's so simple. I mean, I was shocked at how simple it was because I have no willpower, like none, like I'm, I've failed at everything I've ever done. Uh, You know, I haven't had any follow through. So the fact that I could do this was remarkable, Yeah. like absolutely remarkable, but I I purposely made it simple as possible. um, So that I couldn't fail, you know,
0: yeah, so, yeah, tell me a little bit more about that, because one of the biggest, like, sort of uh, things, pushback that I get, because um, ever since I've come on this diet, I, I scream about it from the rooftops a lot of the time, probably annoy people with it. And um, uh, one of the things that comes up is, like, how, how do you do it? A lot of people, like, I couldn't imagine living without, uh, you know, um, eating, having my chocolate, or having my donut, or having this or that. Um, it really, it really puts puts them off and yeah so what is your what do you like uh for a lot of people i think uh what i'm trying to say is is that uh maybe we we uh, in the carnivore community we think it's this is the greatest thing um this diet it's so easy it feels awesome um but maybe we're in a bit of a bubble for someone who's outside of that bubble and um they're interested it seems a bit scary and weird what what is your approach what do you think about it
1: well, um, uh, I, I always try and think about it, um, from a psychological standpoint in that, um, you are in a, we are in a bubble now, now that we know, now that we know what it feels like to be, to have broken free from the, the addictions, uh, and the cravings of, of sugar and carbs. Um, but to get past that barrier, um, I had to just give myself two choices. So it was Emily continue doing what you were doing or try this.
0: Yeah.
1: That was it. And so every day I had just two choices. Go back to what I was doing. Cause I knew the results from that. I was 40 years old, uh, 230 at my highest. I was 240 pounds. Um, uh, basically not working. I was, uh, for six months, I couldn't work. Um, I was so miserable and everything was so dark and and horrible. Um, just depressing. And then, Oh, I had this little glimpses of hope. And so it was just like, just enough to keep me going. Um, and I was, so I just would tell myself, okay, you know, you're going to do this or you're going to go back. Which one? There's only two choices every single day. And so I just kept going, okay, I'm going to eat meat. I'm going to eat meat and I'm going to eat fat. And my brother is the one who gave me the ratio of, he said to eat 50% animal meat and 50% animal fat. So that's like, uh, you look at like a ribeye, you know, like you got the red part is the meat and then the white part is the fat. And so I would just make sure that my plate had an equal amount of bread as an, an equal amount of fat on it. Um, and I just kept doing that until I got better. And then once I resolved the MS, it was just like a no brainer. It was just like, yeah, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I can walk,
0: Yeah, I couldn't yeah.
1: walk. I couldn't walk without an assistive device. I couldn't talk. I had wow. delayed and slurred speech. Like I would, I would say, um, hand me the phone and it would come out hand me wow the phone wow like i it was so significant and it, yeah it, it, I, that i i was just like okay i'm gonna do this and then i it resolved with the cravings and stuff and now i swear to you it's it, it's almost comical that every time i get that first bite of the day um on my steak i actually make a noise I'm always like oh
0: yeah yeah like it's yeah.
1: so good I love it I love my steak I love my fat yeah um, it's, it's everything to me
0: yeah yeah that I can relate to that it's like the there's something that's changed in our brains uh our um our it's kind of like uh the like because a lot of the it, the like because I think we have like uh the a sight thing so like when we look at certain food there's like a trigger that goes off in our brain that'll make us mouth make our mouth water for a lot of people that's sugar and uh we've rewired our brains and ours is uh for me anyway i can speak for myself it's like the the fatty part of, uh, of a nice steak like that when that just melts mm-hmm. in your mouth that's that's what uh that's what makes my mouth water and um i am uh I'm satiated when I eat that. So, you know, it's uh, the one thing I've noticed is a lot of people, they'll, uh, dessert is a big thing. So, and for me, that just says, well, whatever you had before dessert, that wasn't like uh, very, uh, that didn't satiate you, that didn't satisfy you. If, because I, after I have a good steak, I have no, um, I'm done. Like, uh, I'm all good. Yeah. I don't need to eat anything. Yeah.
1: No, and it is, it's like a visceral response because my body knows, Ooh, here's nutrients. Here's what mm. we need. My brain is so excited whenever I bite into fat. It's just like, I actually feel joy. I feel better immediately. Wow. Um, and uh, like I look at, at desserts as like, I don't even look at it as food. I look at it as poison. Cause yes. I know, I know what it would do to me, yeah. you know, and I, I don't want to go back.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Like, and, and for me, it's even like when I go to the grocery store, this is a thing I, I, I tell every carnivore. Um, and that is like, I just go to the one section to get what I would call food. And then I'm walking past the other aisles and I'm thinking all this stuff, they call it food, but it's it's not food. Um, what's going on here? And it's like you were saying, out because our bodies, uh, uh, if we've also listened, I feel like I've listened to, uh, learned to listen to my body and it's like that's exactly what you're describing there where you your your body's telling you this is the good stuff keep it going mm-hmm. um and it's when we're listening to our body and we have that connection with our body when we see all this other stuff that is so-called food we're just like nah
1: yeah it's it's not worth it at all <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> and uh that that could be something that's probably um the hard part to uh, to probably communicate with someone who isn't this isn't in this diet, and that's probably defines like the bubble that we live in. Because uh, here we are saying all the the majority of the stuff in in the grocery store isn't really food, um, but it's just, not. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, you're, you're right. Um, and it it it's it's interesting, and it makes me. I believe that, like uh, we 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 are the early adopters um, of this diet. We, it's interesting that we sort of started at around a similar time, and yeah. I think uh, the the message, the message is ah uh, is going to spread. Um, I think more and more, and it's about changing. It's changing these uh, social norms, isn't it? The social norms of accepting. Uh, accepting the fact that we should live with pain um or live with uh like being a borderline zombie where we're taking multiple medications and then uh, in a lot of cases medications for the side effects of those medications Mm -hmm. um and it's the there's an amazing alternative and that alternative is you can just eat meat and uh drink water and uh regain control of your life, take a whole new perspective. It really is a, it really is a lifestyle, isn't it? And I suppose I have two questions for you. Like what, how, I I know for you, uh, a lot of this is like, well, you you had no other option. So it was like super painful, but I think these sort of things, these questions maybe help someone who's listening um, is like the social norms of like uh maybe how other people react to the idea um that's that's something that comes up to a lot like especially in social gatherings um and yeah and then um yeah that that i'll 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 ask you that question first then we'll go on to the next one yeah okay
1: um yeah well um being mentally ill for so long um i'm used to not fitting in and i'm used to um, people not getting me and not okay. understanding me. So it was a uh, easier jump for me. Um, but I have found that is very powerful for people who are rebels like yeah. me, who don't fit in into society. Because there's actually more of us that don't fit in than there are of us that actually do fit in. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think there's probably many, many listeners who can relate to that, that, you know, I, People, people just don't really get me anyway. Yeah. But um, whenever I started doing this and I started um, talking to other carnivores about it, um, my friend Dan had the best idea. I love this idea. He said, um, "I didn't realize how much people are not paying attention to me." Yeah. And I was like, "I was like, what?" And he goes, "If I'm at like a staff meeting and it's like a potluck." and I go through the line and I put mashed potatoes and roll and everything and chicken and, you know, stuff on my plate. And I go sit down. They don't watch me to see what I don't eat. Yeah. They're not sitting there going, did you see that Dan didn't touch his roll? Oh, Did you see that Dan did not finish his mashed potatoes.
0: Mm.
1: No, they don't even care. They're not even paying attention to him. Now if Dan were to go through the line and just put, meat on his plate then yeah you know he probably would get some attention or something or if he ripped whipped out his own ribeye you know yeah, 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 yeah. or something but there are ways that you can still be in society and you know not be affected by it yeah um if that's important to you
0: so yeah yeah it's i agree with you 100 percent. it's kind of like uh who like if, if it means uh living out of like without pain it's like who really, who really cares? And like that, that's what uh, I, I agree with you. I also like, I, I, I like being the outcast. I like being the <laughs> contrarian. Like, I think it's fun. Life would be boring otherwise. Um, <laughs> <Yeah. coughs> and like, it's, it, it's, um, yeah, it it's, it's, uh, I've learned that at first, I kind of like was a little bit more, um, you know because you know you'd be at a gathering or something and you'd only just eat the meat and it's always going to come up that you're not eating the vegetables and the idea of um you know you you should have vegetables um it's part of a balanced diet and i would kind of like uh almost kind of de- take on the debate where i'd kind of be like oh no i'm gonna prove you wrong or whatever yeah. and it's kind of like it doesn't really matter that's what i that's where i'm at now um So for me, it's kind of like, uh, I think we should all just do whatever works for us. Like if you want to eat vegetables and that works for you, cool. Like I'm just going to eat meat. That's what works for me. And, um, yeah, that, that's, that's how I deal with like the social differences is like, I just don't engage and I always just tell people, um, yeah, if you know, whatever you're doing that works for you, whatever I'm doing, that works for me. And, um, that, that's, um. That's something that I, um, that's, that's how, that's how I deal with it. Um,
1: and also I forgot to, to yeah, sure. tell you or to explain, um, whenever they do hear number one, what happened with, um, my bipolar disorder and the MS that I haven't had symptoms since, you know, then, and my, um, uh, uh, the miraculous thing is that I was tapered off of all of my psych meds, every med. Wow. Um, We started tapering in July, I believe, and I was off of all of my psych meds, everything by the end of September, and I have had no ups or downs with bipolar disorder, none.
0: Can can you describe to me how that feels to be free of having to take medication? (laughs) How does that feel to you? Like.
1: It's amazing because, uh, it was terrifying at first. Um, and my, it was my psychiatrist, his idea. Um, and he's watched me, you know, sounds for like the a past, great guy. yeah, he is. He's watched me for the past eight years. And so he noticed a significant difference and he was like, Emily, I see the light in your eyes. He was mm. like, I, 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 you, he goes, you're working,
0: mm. you know,
1: you're, you're, you're functioning. That's what we want our patients to do. Yeah. I think you're ready to taper off of the meds. And I was like, no, like, that's my security blanket. That's what's keeping me out of the psych ward. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh, you know, yeah, and he yeah. was like, he, he was like, let's just do a little bit. And we just did a little bit. And whatever we had done a little bit before in the past, it was always a rocky road. It was always yeah. a huge transition. And, and it would take me a month to adapt. And it wasn't, I, I tapered off and I was fine and then he was like okay let's do it again and then tapered off and I was fine tapered off until I had nothing and to not be on any meds now to go from 900 milligrams of lithium a day that's a lot that's a lot a lot you know and then 80 milligrams at my most I was on 80 milligrams of Adderall just to get out of bed every day wow and to not be on Adderall at all and be up all day. I mean, it's, it's like nine o'clock right now, you know, and I've been, I didn't take a nap today. I've just kept going, 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 and I'm fine. You yeah. know, and that's shocking to me because as somebody with bipolar disorder, you assume I will have to be on medication for the rest of my life. You know, that's just what they tell you and that's what you think. And the same way with MS. Um, I have refused all of the medications that they, the neurologist wants to give me. Um, it's some kind of an injection that I would have to do, inject myself. And I told him, I'll talk to you whenever my symptoms come back. But right. as long as I'm walking and talking and functioning, uh, no, I'm not going to inject myself. And I haven't had any regression in any of my symptoms. But
0: that's, that's awesome to hear. Um, I'm so happy for you. Your, your story really is an incredible story. Thank you so much for sharing. And um, just for me, like I can relate to that feeling as well, because I thought like uh, whenever I'd ask about my medication, I would always get the response uh, indefinitely. So they'll never tell me like when you're gonna get off it. And it was like, for me, it was more a personal decision I made. Um, I can relate to feeling scared doing it that's what you said Um, and for me it was scared because I was sort of going against I didn't really have I was sort of going against the medical advice I was getting and taking a a step out Um, and I was just a bit I was a bit worried um, that uh, I was like oh if it goes wrong it's kind of like who am I going to turn to and ask for support Um, yeah yeah so that was a bit scary but I kind of like I, I, from the research i had done, I was like, no, there, there's something definitely here. It's, it's, it's it's worth a shot. And it's great that you had a, a supportive, uh, a supportive doctor, but a, a lot of these cases, and I'm not telling anyone not to go against your, your doctor's advice or go, I'm not saying that, but what I guess is what we're saying is, is like, there's an option where you can try, uh, uh, use diet as a way to, um, help your condition. That isn't even, it doesn't, um, it's not going to mess with any of your um, current treatments and you know, you just, you like, it's a journey that you start, isn't it? And you'll see how you feel once, once you start that journey. Um, And, and then, and then you can weigh up how much, uh, how much do I, how much do I need to rely on these medications depending on how you are feeling. Like you were saying, the, the energy you feel is incredible. Um, I can relate to that feeling. My energy increased a lot. Uh, I started wanting to go to the gym because I had all yeah, this Yeah, wasn't energy. that
1: crazy? Yeah. That was the, that was the craziest thing because, I mean, my whole life, I've never wanted to work out. And uh, in January, I started, and I was just like, I want to work out. And I'd already lost 100 pounds, so it wasn't like I needed to work out. My body just wanted, was craving that, um, that stimulation. yeah. Yeah.
0: Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it definitely helps. Uh, helps you sleep at night, and it feels it feels good. Um, it's a natural thing. It's a part of what I was saying about, uh, listening to our body, and you were listening to your body, obviously, and it was telling you, "Hey, I wanna, I've got extra energy. Um, <laughs> I, I want to use it." Yeah. Um. So, wh- what do you think about this? Like, because it's something that relates, I suppose, to mental health and like the idea of um the the connection of our gut with our mind and like how whatever our gut is exposed to influence influences our mind and our mood and like obviously it's something that uh some people are more sensitive to than others um but I definitely noticed the the change in myself I'll describe it as a as a mental, as a mental clarity that I found um, going on to carnivore. Yeah. Do you have any, anything else you wanted to share about that? I know you've already talked about it before, but.
1: Yeah, no, um, I was actually, I was uh, surprised about, cause I mean that was the whole reason that I went into mm. this was for my mental illness, but I was shocked that I was even having reactions to certain meat. Okay. I was like, I was like, like, are you kidding me? Like, for real, I was getting mad that I was even having certain meat that I was reacting to, um, at specifically chicken. Okay. Um, I would uh, notice that I would, you know, be on, uh, I would just be eating beef and everything and I'd be fine. And then I would have chicken and then I was irritable. Like, I was just like crazy irritable. Like, I would, you know, just go off at the drop of a hat and um and just cranky and and then i would you know go back to beef and i'd be fine and then i'd randomly have chicken and i'd be cranky again and i was just like what and the day that i decided um you know i can't do chicken anymore i'm just gonna i'm gonna do this experiment i'm gonna take chicken out it's not gonna kill me to take chicken out you know i'll be fine that's never, um, Michaela Peterson coined the lion diet of beef, salt, and water. And I was like, cool. I was like, I'm not the only person that is having this reaction, you know? Um, cause I thought I was just being a little too extremist, you know, mm. to be like, oh, I can't have chicken now, you know? Cause I already was allergic to eggs. I couldn't have eggs. Yeah. Um, and I started noticing that I didn't want pork like i just it wasn't that i had a reaction it was just like it was boring to me like it didn't i didn't get that visceral response like i do with beef mm-hmm. when when i eat a steak it's just like god it's like just cracked to me it's so exciting
0: yeah um, <laughs>
1: but um anyway so that i mean that was one thing that i really noticed and um I also noticed that, you know, whenever I would reintroduce anything else like cream or butter or cheese or anything, um, it would go straight. I would notice it in my mood, you know, and maybe that's because I'm more sensitive. I don't know, but um, it, it's a direct response to what is in my stomach um, and the significant change now of me just eating beef um, and just so level like just so calm. And uh, I have had some crazy life events this past six months. I mean, horrible, horrible life events, personal events that have happened to me. And I remember like white knuckling it and bracing for it. Like, okay, Emily's going to lose her shit. Like, all right, this is really the test. And I didn't. Yeah. I didn't lose my shit i stayed calm and even though the situations were horrible um i was able to keep my head i was able to still function, still go to still go to work you know yeah. not be in bed all day um still pay my bills and do what i needed to do and and uh, still eat right i still I, I never went to the you know ice cream or pizza or bag of chips or anything I just I stayed the course. I I, I have this carnivore zen, this steadiness yeah. that um, I didn't even know was possible.
0: Yeah, carnivore zen. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I've heard that one before, and I agree with you a hundred percent. And it gives us uh, confidence, and uh, it's part of what I was saying before. I've been I've been talking about listening to our bodies. I think that's part of the the carnivore zen and uh, the more you do it the more sort of confident you become that you can just handle anything and get through anything because I believe when you have that foundation of your health and you feel confident in your health and and you and you're not because I remember with that my IBS I used to get anxiety it was like because I I didn't really know what triggered me I I didn't know 100% I just knew I had to be careful what I had to eat I, I used to think like oh is it gluten is it I, 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 I don't know like for a while it might have been gluten but that was like when I started the gluten free diet that was before it like um became like a, a big like a trend so to speak yeah uh, and I think when I first started it I was avoiding a lot of sugar and a lot of bad stuff a lot of the stuff that isn't food a lot of the crap but then as it like sort of progressed into like uh in my grocery store there's like a whole aisle dedicated to gluten and gluten-free yeah. stuff and it's kind of yeah. like you, you, it's all the same all crap as the other stuff they just it's just got the gluten-free label Mm -hmm. and then it's kind of like just the confusion like uh and yeah carnivore definitely helped me it's like oh okay now now I know now I know what my stable foundation is now I know what I can trust and um yeah it's given me so much more confidence that I can take anything on I can deal with uh anything that might. uh come and um challenge me and yeah that well and i means... think
1: that that com- that comes with the mental clarity you know instead of you being at a, p- a point of reacting you're responding you yeah. know to things that come up i mean it's not like i i have something happen and i just freak out i have something happen and i'm like oh okay what would be the best choice right now okay we should do this yeah yeah like all of a sudden i i can think straight
0: yeah yeah and that 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 is uh that is a hugely underrated um ability to have that i think yeah because of the food that we're eating it's uh, definitely a block for a lot of us even if we're not maybe uh dealing with uh symptoms of uh any any um any condition i still think the standard american diet it definitely keeps us in a loop of uh, like you were saying, being reactive rather than being proactive. Um, just thinking about the average average day and the most people have. I, I kind of think you know you'll have your coffee in the morning that'll bump you up, and then you'll have some like yeah. I don't know carbs or something for a sugary breakfast or something, and that. So you're just constantly reacting to these like uh, essentially drug-like reactions, um, and you're sort of like as the day throws different curveballs at you, you're just sort of reacting that while you're going through these um, chemical reactions in your brain. So it's priceless to be able to have uh, a great uh, foundation that the, the carnival diet gives us, which is awesome. Well,
1: and, and I think also, I really like how it takes the guesswork out of it, um, you know, because everybody's different and everybody responds differently. So we can't have this one size fits all kind of a thing, but if you just eat, for 30 days, if you just eat animal meat and animal fat and then you reintroduce one new food a week, then you know. Yeah. There, You know I have a reaction to butter. I have a reaction to cheese. I don't have a reaction to butter. I don't have a reaction to mm. cheese. And then you know. And so I think that takes away a lot of the anxiety also of, I wonder if I could have... A bag of Doritos. Uh, I wonder if I could have, you know, for me it's not even on the table, (laughs) literally. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's not even a question. It's just like I, I've been there, done that. I tried it, and I know that I have a reaction to it. And so there's this piece that I'm not sitting here longing for these long lost foods. Like I just I walk through the grocery store and I see them as poison now, and. I'm happy. I'm so happy that I know the answer for me. I'm so yeah. happy that I know that beef and beef fat is my sweet spot. And that's where I function best.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I agree with you a hundred percent about the grocery store um, trips and it makes it so much easier um, not just like I remember before I used to be wandering around, uh, what am I going to have for dinner? Like it was like a maze. I, I love just being able to get in and out. That is, um, that is awesome. It saves me so much time. Um, yeah. Another thing I wanted to touch on, you've mentioned about Michaela, Michaela Peterson. And we've, we've got like a great community, don't we, of some great leaders. Yes. Um, and I feel like we're we're very small at the moment and we're going to grow um i i've not been a part of like a diet community before or anything but this one this one feels really special and i think it's because we're focused on good health and it's not about a dogma it's not about um it's not about like uh it's not like i'm telling people how you know you should do this to be a carnivore or this or that it's kind of like you do like whatever makes you feel healthy um yeah and i think that focus we have on health is what's um really um really um making us such a great community um what do you think as we grow because i think our growth is inevitable how do you think we can um not you know whenever any community or any movement becomes big sometimes you can lose sight of the initial good values how do you think uh you know we can not uh we can not maybe become dogmatic and how do you think we can stay true to our core values
1: Um, I think that was one of the main reasons why I started my YouTube channel, um, was because I wanted to protect the new carnivores that were coming in. I wanted to be a louder voice to say, um, you know, it, 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 there's not this elitist kind of a thing where like, if you have a burger wrapped in lettuce, then that means you're not a real carnivore. Like, shut up, you know, just only focus on you. Like, don't focus on all this ridiculousness. Um, and do your own little science experiment, like find out what works best for you. Um, and and so that's just kind of what I try to deliver um, with my message uh, and with any of my posts that I've done on Instagram. Uh, just to let people know that they're not alone because they're already feeling alone in their own, you know, society and in their own families um, to be eating this way. Cause it's totally different than what anybody, and you're even having people tell you, Oh, you're going to die if you don't eat broccoli, you know? Uh, So um, I, I mean, that's one of the things that I've done. And I've noticed that since I've been doing the social, um, meetings uh, I just let them talk you know I let them talk to each other carnivores talking to each other like we had a, a group meeting the other day and there was an Australian uh, chef and an American chef and they were able to talk in this meeting about how they um, h- how they handle cravings on the job because they're they they could pop food all day long you know yeah, they're yeah. sitting there with food all day long and it was just so nice to just just have that opportunity to just talk and that's one good thing i love about social media is that we have the ability to um, just converse and to pick each other's brains you know yeah
0: Yeah, yeah keep
1: the dialogue open
0: yeah And yeah, exactly, that's exactly why uh, I'm also excited because sometimes it's easy to think we're up against these giant forces backed by big money like the big pharmaceutical industry and the food industry and all that. But uh, that's exactly what you were saying. The thing that gives me so much confidence is that uh, it's never in history of the world been easier to spread a message. And our message is so simple and I think simple messages are, are very powerful. Um, Yeah, I think, I feel like we've covered like just about everything I can think of. Really grateful that you came on and shared your story. Appreciate it very much. Is there anything at all, anything else you you can think of? Anything else that you'd like to share? Um, Anything else, basically?
1: No, um, I I do think that it's really important to reach out to other carnivores, um, because uh, I've noticed just through the different conversations that I've had is that if you're experiencing it nine times out of 10, there's another carnivore that experienced the same thing. And, um, you know, they want to help you. They, they want to help, you know, um, I mean, there's, there, yes, there's coaching. I mean, I, I do the paid coaching stuff, but, um, there are also just as a, an open community, there's all sorts of, um, you know, Facebook groups and, um, chats where you can just ask other carnivores you know hey what was your experience with shrimp or whatever you know
0: yeah awesome Um, yeah awesome yeah that's a great point I agree with you that like uh that's something that um it helps to talk to other carnivores because before I sort of started this podcast and started connecting with other carnivores I think um I think some of the friends and family that I was around um, I think uh, I probably got a bit annoying because I just wanted to talk about this carnival diet so for me it's been a great way to like you know it's a relief to connect with other people who are like yeah I I get it I see what you're experiencing Um, and yeah um, it's awesome and yeah so would you like to share how people can get in touch with you And any of your, anything you would like to promote, anything at all, um, any links, I'll I'll add them in the description and any final words that you have. Um, And I wanna thank you so much for sharing your incredible story. I'm so happy for you. Your transformation is incredible. And I really appreciate that you took some time out of your day to come and speak to me. Thank you very much, Emily.
1: Yeah, no problem, no problem. Um, The only thing that I would say is, um, if you are in this to lose weight, change your focus, change your focus, focus on something else. Because if you focus on the weight, it seems like the the people that I've coached, if they're focusing on the weight, it's like it gets stuck. But if you focus on the health, it's just like the pounds just melt away. Um, So if you're in a rut and you're getting stuck, don't focus on the weight. It's the weight is going to come off. Like, it's just a no-brainer. It's going to happen. Your body's going to find its its set point. Um, And to get a hold of me personally, um, you can definitely find me on uh, Instagram at Carnivore Minds. Um, Or uh, you can email me uh, if you want to do coaching. Um, Just put coaching in the subject line so I know because I get quite a few emails. Um, And it's your center of brilliance at gmail.com and um, I a lot of times I just need to do one session with people get them set on their way and then they take off and it's the coolest thing and then they'll message me back and be like Emily I'm doing great I'm doing this I'm doing that you know it's not something like they need to be coached every week for three months you know kind of a thing sometimes it's just one session that can really break open somebody's success with carnivore it's amazing